You're listening to Intuitive Blueprint Podcast, episode 100. Today, we're talking about the five pillars of healing so that you can fulfill your purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. Happy 2022. (laughs) That feels so weird to say. Happy February. Oh, it's so good to be back in your ear. And I know so many of you have been wondering, what happened to the podcast? Where have we been? And I'm really excited to dive in deep with you today, just give you a little mini life update and dive into today's content, which is going to be around the five pillars of healing. So on this little podcast sabbatical that I've had, which honestly, I I didn't mean to have the last time I recorded was in November and I just dropped a ball on you guys because I talked about the inner child healing retreat and how I might have one. And I did have one. It was amazing. Literally the most amazing retreat I've ever hosted. My first retreat I've ever hosted and I'm hooked. I can't wait to do more. We already have our next one booked and ready. And we already have seats filling up. So if you missed last year's inner child healing retreat and you so deeply desire to connect, nurture, to heal and do it in a beautiful spiritual sanctuary located in Mount Shasta, which is the root chakra of the earth, our next retreat is going to be on May 12th through the 15th, 2022. And all the details for that are down in the show notes. So mini life update before we dive into today's content, today's podcast is did the retreat. Oh my God, had so much fun. Loved it. I traveled to Austin, Texas in December and I sat with Combo for the first time, which was a deeply, deeply like deep, (laughs) deep, 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 deep healing experience for me. And I can't wait to do a recap episode of that for you as well and talk about the learnings and what exactly is combo, why I sought it. But that was just amazing, a great way to end the year. And also an amazing way for for me personally was to see all the ways in which my leadership has been out of alignment, which sort of contributed to the unexpected pause of the podcast. My business has evolved so tremendously. And this whole last year of 2021 was really spent learning a new skill of becoming a trainer of NLP, trainer of hypnotherapy, coaching of Reiki, And all of that knowledge and learning really required so much more time and energy of integration than I initially had expected. And so I felt like 2021 was, it was a very slow year for me in terms of like my output of what I did. I was a little more inconsistent on podcasting, a little more inconsistent on Instagram, but that was necessary in order for me to integrate the new levels of leadership and the new levels of growth that I was experiencing. And with any change in your personal development, there's going to be old habits that can't come with you, (laughs) old patterns, old conditionings. And yeah, 2021 really highlighted that for me. And then combo at the end of the year really like facilitated that work and was just a really beautiful ceremony of being able to 
step into my power, which was my intention with it. So that was part part of the pause. I like didn't want to give myself the time and energy and space that I knew I needed until I like really needed it. And so part of me was like, oh, maybe I'll just do one more episode and say I'm going on a break. But I reflect back on conversations that I have with clients who are feeling burnt out and clients who are feeling as if they're at their very like wits end of just like running their bodies into the ground. And that's how wounded feminine energy really disguises itself. It disguises itself as discipline to the business. But embodied feminine doesn't act that way. The embodied feminine, the divine feminine knows that the foundation of which I nurture my business, I nurture my podcast, I nurture my community really comes from the foundation of me nurturing myself. Without nurturing myself, there is no way to do everything else. So that's why we had an unintentional pause. And now we're back. And it's funny because I was ready to come back in January But there was some resistance and procrastination is feedback. And after sitting with it for a bit and being like, okay, like what what is the resistance part of it was not having the support on the back end anymore with the podcast and going back to being a one-woman show with all of my stuff in my business and what you guys know, just how much I love delegating, like love delegating. I love having time and space for myself. I run my business on my energy, not my time. So I have a lot of time. Like I don't work more than maybe like 15, 20 hours a week. But just because I have time doesn't mean that I have the energy to do all of the stuff that's required for a production like podcast. So part of it was that. And I think the other part of it was that I've evolved so much and this podcast community has evolved so much from when it was your highest self, you know, like episode one, when we're talking about diet mentality and and body image dysmorphia and how to have an abundance mindset with food. Everything has evolved so much and you guys have all been with me on that evolution, but it was time for me to really sit down and think about what is the intention of the podcast? Like what's the messaging? Because, and if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a content creator, if you're a coach, this is a really great wisdom nugget for you. Whenever you're feeling stuck when creating content or like the flow isn't happening, like your feminine flow just isn't there, it means that it's time for you to take a pause and really dive deeper into why. Like why? What is your intention? Because when you're tapped into your why, you'll never run out of ideas. You'll never feel stuck creating content. But if you do feel stuck, it's possibly because the motivation or that intrinsic motivation that you are looking to tap into isn't there. And then your messaging changes every single week or every single month because you keep trying to keep up with the algorithm or you just keep trying to keep up with the hamster wheel that is creating content for the internet, right? And so being tapped into your why, which is going to give you or being tapped into your why is the motivation it's the drive, it's the focus, it's the clarity. So that became really apparent to me. I was like, okay, I need to sit down and really think about like my business because it's shifted so much. We're now training and certifying coaches in NLP, Reiki, spiritual success and life coaching and hypnotherapy. 
holding trainings in person, which we had our first one in January and it was amazing. Can't wait to update you on that as well, which is which is what today's podcast is about. But the business has shifted and with that like so you know, I've talked about this before about like your passion and your purpose, like your purpose you always stays the same, but your passion, which is a vehicle for your purpose, that can shift. And, you know, for me, my passion first is fitness. And then it's now turned into life coaching. And now it's that next evolution of life coaching, which is I don't want to just teach you. I don't want to just fish and feed you. I want to teach you how to fish. I want you to become a life coach. I want you to build a business. I want you to be able to facilitate deep healing and inner work, not only for yourself, but for others. The freedom that you felt and that you've experienced through listening to this podcast, putting the journaling prompts in action, like doing the 30 days to create your purpose journaling, um, doing all of the little action items that I've given you and changing your life. Like I want you to now be able to, to do that for other people. So how do you do that? And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the five pillars of healing and how this is like a roadmap and how when you heal on these five different pillars, five different dimensions, you then are able to know who you are. You come home to yourself. You become reacquainted with your truth, with your purpose, and you're able to fulfill your purpose. And this can also then be transferred into how to help your clients do that for themselves as well. So it's not only for ourselves, but also for our business, for our clients, and in helping people change their lives. I like this analogy just popped into my head, not an analogy, but an example I so we had our first NLP training certification in January and I have a post integration support where we're doing monthly clinics and on the last like our first monthly clinic call one of the girls was like how do I help her do that insert you know any internal obstacle roadblock your client is experiencing and like literally how how do you get anyone to do anything they have to do the work like they have to do the work. But by knowing what these five pillars of healing are, you know where to sort of primarily focus, like which modality to use, which yeah, which modality to use with your clients. But really it's it's doing the work. It's doing the work. That is how we change our lives. So anyhow, I had a little brain fart slash tangent with that, but let's dive into this week's episode. So the five pillars of healing, if you've been a long time listener, you know that my little mantra is move your body, connect to calm your mind and connect to your heart. And mind, body and heart has been the three pillars of this podcast of all my programs and I've added on to them slash change one. So this is what that update is. So the five pillars are mind, soul, action, heart, and energy. Ooh, <laughs> love, 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 love. So let's dive in. So the first pillar, and these are not in any particular order yet, I can put them in order, but if you're that kind of person that's like, okay, which one comes first? These are not in order. And there is no particular order that I've seen with the clients who I've coached and the coaches that come through the training program. But if there does come a time when there's an order, I will let you know. 
But the first pillar of healing is mind. And when we're talking about your mind, we're talking about your mindset. This is when we're talking about your beliefs, your thoughts on how to manage your mind. And the coaching modality that we use for mind is going to be NLP as well as our spiritual success and life coaching training. Spiritual Success and Life Coach Certification. So when we're working with the mind, we've got the conscious mind and we've got the subconscious mind. And the conscious mind is the part of your mind that is the one that's focusing on what you want. It's the chatter that you're consciously aware of. It's the thoughts you're consciously aware of. It's the beliefs you're consciously aware of. Your subconscious mind is the part of your mind that you have no awareness of yet. And so when we are working with the conscious mind, what we're doing is we want to, this is where we're using like coaching, coaching. And this is when we are getting down to the truth of why you believe that thought or why you have that belief. This is when we instill unlearning to help the client unlearn the limiting belief that they have adopted for so many years. And also to get to the root cause of what is the thought that I'm thinking that's allowing me, not allowing me, but what is a thought that I'm thinking that is having me feel this way, which is then creating this result that I don't want, right? And so a lot of drama happens in the mind, to be honest with you. <laughs> like you're about to, you're about to record a podcast and all of a sudden you have all this mind drama, this mind chatter of like, what if I say something wrong? What if I have to restart and press re-record like 10 times? What if no one listens to it? What if, yeah, like the biggest one that I see from my clients is like, well, what if I say something wrong? And that seems to be the biggest, that perfectionism is what holds them back. So knowing how to manage your mind and also healing your mindset comes with the work and that comes with practice, but it is one of the biggest things that's going to be standing in between like where you are right now and where you want to go. And it oftentimes is the easiest thing to heal. It's the easiest switch of becoming aware of the thoughts that don't serve you. So now when we're working with the subconscious mind, this is when we're going to use NLP and hypnotherapy. So let me add hypnotherapy to that as far as the modality goes when working with mindset, because with NLP, what we're doing is we're now then looking at the subconscious mind. So I want you to think of two railroad tracks. Okay. So if you look at, pretend like you're looking down on it from a bird's eye view and you see one railroad track going straight and then you, and then like from that track to the right, like a new track is like formed and, and turns to the right. I, I think I'm explaining this okay, but so imagine two railroad tracks, you know, one railroad track, and then from that one track, one originating off of it. Your conscious mind is that first railroad track, and your conscious mind is like the goal setter. It's the one that's like, okay, I want to make this amount of money. I want this many clients. I want this result. I want to be confident. I want to be happy, blah, blah, blah. But your subconscious mind is the goal getter. So if your conscious mind and your subconscious mind aren't in alignment, then your subconscious mind is going to veer off and take you somewhere else. Now, that can be a big problem when your subconscious mind isn't like the patterns and the programs and the conditionings aren't upgraded, right? If you're running on old belief systems that I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or who am I to want to do this? Or perhaps you're running on an old paradigm of that's for other people, that's not for people like me. And so no matter how many 
goals you make with your conscious mind of I want this, I want that, if your subconscious mind isn't in alignment, it's going to veer you off and take you somewhere completely different. And that's super frustrating, right? I remember when I was first starting my business, when I had the idea in 2013, when I was competing at my first competition, thinking like, I can't wait to do this. Like I want, because uh, I had an online coach and I was like, oh my God, like this is the future. I'm going to be an online coach. This is nearly 10 years ago, you guys. I didn't actually like sell any online coaching services until four years later. It took me four years to get my mind on to get my subconscious mind in alignment with my conscious mind. I kept thinking about it. I did all the research. I like knew everything there was to know about online businesses. I would like crowdsource info and be like, hey, how did you start your business? And then she would tell me and I'd be like, oh, I know that. And as you know, I know are the two words that are like the most detrimental to your personal growth. And then finally, it was like, okay, I'm going to stop saying I know. Every single time I want to say I know, I I know that it's because I'm not doing it. Like I don't really know because I'm not doing it. And so I made an oath to myself that year of like I'm never going to say I know again. And if I am about to say it, I need to do the thing that that person is telling me to do. Is that If that means showing up consistently on social media five times a day, I'm going to do it. If that means selling my services on my stories, I'm going to do it. If that means going to the gym and telling all my personal training clients who are about to cancel their memberships or if they're about to move, upsell them into my personal training, my online training. It was time for me to stop letting fear get in the way and to just do it. And this is where a lot of our clients are at these days. It's like they have all these dreams and aspirations, but the subconscious mind isn't in alignment. And so the the results that they're getting is not the results that they want, but it's the results they think they're worthy and deserving of. And that's your job to help them shift those limiting beliefs, those limiting thoughts into more empowering ones, and then keeping them accountable so that they go and reach the goals that they desire. So that's the mind pillar. Yeah? Okay. Next, we've got soul. So under the soul pillar, we've got inner child healing, shadow work, and parts integration. So the modality that you're going to use when helping facilitate change and healing on this pillar is time techniques, which is part of our NLP certification, NLP practitioner, as well as – actually, those are the two. So it's going to be NLP – time. And then sorry, there is one more. And this is a work in progress on my end, but it's the shadow archetypes that I've really been diving into and utilizing within my clients. I don't want to like teach it quite yet (laughs) because I'm still integrating it, but I really see something really big with the shadow archetypes and um, unpacking that some more and creating concepts to help you One, integrate it into your coaching and also integrate it into yourself and be able to recognize like when you are operating from wounded maiden or when you're operating from wounded sage and when the embodied mother can really support you in the task that you are diving into. So the thing about soul healing is that my – so here's my my opinion. I believe that our purpose in life is to – How do I say this? Our purpose in life is to unlearn everything that we have learned in this lifetime about who we are not to come back home to who we are, to who we be. 
And when we're born, we're born perfect. But what happens is we're born to imperfect parents. We're also born into an imperfect world, an imperfect society, imperfect cultures. And as soon as you are born into this world, the conditionings of your culture and society and of your parents are instantly downloaded into your mind. And then from the ages of zero to seven, all you have is a subconscious mind. So you're literally intaking every single thing out that you see in the world, every experience that you have becomes the foundation for which you are now living your life. The conscious mind hasn't been created yet. There is no critical faculty. There is nothing that says like this is right and this is wrong. And because you don't have that ability to compare what's currently happening to a pre-created belief, what is happening you take as the truth. So a lot of the insecurities that you have, the low self-esteem that you have, the lack of boundaries that you have all originate from those ages of zero to seven or even back behind that. It's been shown that we can carry up to seven generations of trauma within ourselves. So by using time techniques, which is one of the modalities you get certified in through Intuitive Blueprint Institute, using time techniques, we can guide our clients to finding the root cause of something, of a belief, of a thought, and we can help them heal that either in the womb, past life, or generational. And we'll get into that when we talk about heart healing. So the thing with soul healing is, and the the inner child, so as we grow up, so, you know, from zero to seven, that's when our subconscious mind is being formed. And that in psychology terms, we call the inner child, but the inner child can be any age. Your inner child can be wounded at age 14, age 15, doesn't matter. But what happens is that as we go through life, our nervous system, our brain develops what we call parts. So parts are born out of significant emotional events. So say you went to a birthday party and you are wearing a traditional dress. Actually, let me give you a real example. I'm half Japanese, half Mexican. So when I moved to the United States when I was six and I went to school with my red leather, beautiful Japanese backpack, like when my grandma brought this backpack home for me, I was so happy. It was brand new. It smelled of new leather. It was red. It was shiny. The buckles were silver. And I was so freaking proud to have the nicest backpack out of all my classmates. Everyone had their red leather backpacks, but mine was like really, really nice. And so I love this backpack like to my soul. And when I moved to the United States and I so happily wore that red backpack to school, I remember I was so mercilessly teased. I was called box bag. I was called like just the weirdest of things. And that experience taught me to not stand out, to blend in, to wear what everyone else is wearing, to have that plain black Jansport backpack versus my beautiful cultural, like my grandma bought for me red leather backpack. And so at that moment, a part was formed and that part of me said, it's not safe to stand out. It's not safe to be different. 
And then what happens is a part of you is formed and that part becomes a functionally separate part of the nervous system and doesn't recognize that it's still part of the larger whole that is you, that is self. And so now as I go throughout life and as soon as I'm about to wear something that is different or makes me stand out, that part of me kicks in and says, "Mm, no, that's not safe. And a lot of times our parts can become conflicted with other parts of us because there might be another part of me that wants to stand out and look different and be unique and be myself. But then there's that other part of me that's like, it's not safe to do that. So now I'm feeling this internal struggle, right? This like roar within me that's like, stand out. No, don't stand out. It's not safe. And these two parts of us, they will to the end of time go and fulfill its intention in the prime intention of the subconscious mind is protection and preservation of the body. So we've got parts within ourselves that says it's not safe to be seen or it's not safe to stand out or it's not safe to be different. But those are actually the things that we need in order to fulfill our purpose. You can see how we are limiting our potential, limiting ourselves. So by healing these parts, by having these parts recognize that the, that the behavior does not match the intention, right? Because the behavior, that part is where what everyone else is wearing, say things that are vanilla and don't ruffle anyone's feathers. That's the behavior of my part. But the intention of my part is preservation and protection of the body and ultimate happiness and fulfillment and um, living my purpose, the part finally recognizes that the behavior does not fulfill the actual intention. And so by using something called parts integration, which you'll learn as an NLP practitioner, which is the most beautiful technique that we have in NLP, you're able to help your client realize that these two parts we're actually once part of a larger whole and that we can learn from both parts and we can integrate both parts so that they come together and find wholeness and merge within you. So it's all about coming home to yourself, finding wholeness within yourself, taking parts of yourselves that are conflicting and that are creating this internal war that's really stopping you from fulfilling your potential, like becoming your glass ceiling, so to speak. We're able to break that glass ceiling by merging these parts together, by allowing these parts to be seen, to be heard, to feel loved, and really acknowledging how they were keeping you safe, but they're not keeping you safe any longer. Just like how we always talk about how self-sabotage is self-protection. So that's really healing on a soul level. And there's so much more that I could say about this with the inner child and shadows and the parts. Oh, so the last thing I want to say about this is Carl Jung has, and I've talked about him a lot before, but this concept of archetypes, there's four main ones that he talks about in psychology that makes up who we are. And one of them is the persona, and that's that mask that we show to the world. The other one is ego, and that is our self, who we are. And then we've got the shadow. Shadow is all the parts of ourselves that we feel extremely ashamed of or that we don't want people to know about us or the parts of us that didn't receive love. So we've learned to like put them in the back and shove it in a box and hide it up into the attic. That's the shadow. And the last one is the animus and the anima. I think I'm saying that right. And that's actually the masculine and the feminine. So um, learning to accept all the parts of us, all the archetypes, uncovering and digging deeper on 
why is this the mask that I put out into the world? Why is this the personality that I show up with? Like what compels me to be so performative and what is the shadow that I'm trying to hide by being performative brings you to a journey of accepting all of yourself. And that journey is really beautiful. I really, I love self-love and it, I'm recording this on Valentine's day. So it's like, you know, this is the day of love. And I really feel that the journey of coming home to ourselves is also the journey of learning to love ourselves and not just for the parts of us that we're really, really proud of, but the parts of us that we feel deeply ashamed and vulnerable about. All right, next. Action. Ooh, I I love action. And I was like, do I call this the action pillar or the execution pillar? And I'm really excited to add it because for so many years, I've been talking about taking action. And if you know my story, you know that I am a doer. I'm a go-getter. And that tends to lead to hustling and burnout because I'm doing – I used to do all of this stuff from a place that was out of alignment. And that's like the – that's like one half of action. And then the other half of action is inaction, right? It's like all the stuff you're not doing. It's when you feel stuck. It's when you feel paralyzed. It's when there's so much that you want to do, but there's so much resistance around all of it and you're not really sure like what to do. So when we heal on the action level, we're using our coaching certification to help our clients get to the root of what the root of what they want, because oftentimes they're not taking action because they don't truly know what they want, or they're taking all this action at, from a place of unalignment towards this future that they actually don't want, but they did they did it because they thought that that's what they needed to do, right? So that's when we become doctors because our dads wanted us to become doctors. Or that's when we stay with the same person and get married to them because that's what society told you to do instead of standing up for yourself and getting out of that abusive relationship. Or it's not doing anything. It's falling into those deep, dark voids of depression, of inaction of paralyzing and and not knowing how to get out of it feeling so lost and so stuck and as if like you have like no choice and you just don't know what to do so the action as you know in the a line and the model that we talk about all about the action creates the result and a lot of people get stuck on like the mental and emotional things or like the spiritual things like you manifest all day long but then you're not actually taking action towards the things that you want, or your inaction is bringing you closer to the things that you don't want. So healing on an action level, what you get to do as a coach, or if, yeah, what you get to do as a coach is to learn how to get your clients into alignment and how to uncover the feelings and the thoughts that's creating the action that they don't want, or how to get to the thought that's going to create the action that they do want. Love this one. And then accountability, of course, with action, right? Because we all need accountability. I love accountability. I love having people who support me in my endeavors and also being accountable to myself. And so that's what healing on the action level brings you. Okay, last two, we've got heart and energy. So heart healing 
is all about releasing stored up negative emotions that can either be past life, generational, or just through your own lifetime, as well as healing generational trauma. And we do this through Reiki and a time techniques. So time techniques is, is, a, is a big one. <laughs> we use time techniques in a lot of the pillars. But here's what happens like when we live. So we as human beings are what do they call that? We are meaning-making machines, meaning that something happens and because something happened, you make it mean something. So those kids picking on me at school when I wore my red backpack, I made that mean that I was like, I'm not included, I'm not accepted, and no one likes me. I made that mean something about myself. Maybe if I had a different personality or if I had different parents or different patterns and conditionings, maybe I would have reveled in people picking on me and being like, you're just jealous that you don't have a cool backpack like me, right? So um, there's no right or wrong way of making things mean something to you, but it's just what happens. Like the ocean, for example, the ocean doesn't mean anything. Like one person could look at the ocean and see adventure and excitement and fun. And another person could look at the ocean and see terror and trauma because they drowned or like they almost drowned when they were little. And the ocean doesn't mean excitement or fear. Our conscious minds put that meaning onto ocean. So as we go throughout life, experiences happen, we make something mean about it, and we create and a, an emotion gets created from that event. So over time, you may have small, significant emotional events of anger. And if you weren't taught or, yeah, if you weren't taught how to express anger or sadness or fear, hurt, and guilt, those are the five main negative emotions that we deal with. If you weren't taught how to express any of those, then what's most likely happened is that you've repressed it. Now, energy or emotions are energy in motion, right? So we are meant to feel the full extension, the full spectrum of the feeling. And by feeling the full spectrum of it, it gets released. But if you don't allow yourself to feel it and you just repress it. So like the example I like to give is, have you ever like wanted to say something, like someone hurt your feelings and you wanted to say it, but instead of saying it, you just swallowed? You're like, you just swallowed it down, like you swallow down your words. I like to think of that as like repressing. Like whatever didn't come out got put into your body and the body keeps score, which is a great book that I haven't read and I want to, but the body keeps score. And that's what that book talks about is how negative emotions create dis-ease in the body and how a lot of the physical ailments that we have in our body can be traced back to the repression of those negative emotions. So by using time techniques, we're able to help our clients release negative emotions. By using Reiki, we're able to help facilitate that energetic flow in all the chakras. And we're able to cleanse. And also, the word that's coming to me is rejuvenate. But that's not the word that I'm looking for. But in Reiki, you will learn how to work with the energy of the body, how to cleanse, and how to energize. That's what I'm looking for. Cleanse and energize chakras. So the, the way that like this can show up in your life and how you know you need to heal on this level is when you have years of repressed negative emotions. And because of that, you lack the ability to regulate yourself 
and have emotional intelligence. So maybe you are not able to express your feelings to people. You're not able to say when you your feelings were hurt or you're the complete opposite and you're just like a rage cage. As soon as you get triggered, it's like yelling, drama, screaming, trauma. And you'll feel this because this is then going to negatively impact how you show up for your clients. If you're not able to emotionally regulate yourself and you easily get triggered, then it's going to be incredibly hard for you to hold that clean space and that clean energy for your clients. And that's really, really important, especially when we are working with such deep things. Like, you know, if your client is coming to you with some pretty heavy stuff, it's really important for you to be able to A, energetically hold that clean energy for them and B, not soak it in, right? So many people I know want to be life coaches and they are so drawn to this work and they would be incredible at it, but they're so scared that they're going to soak everyone else's emotions in because that's what they do in their day-to-day life. Like they, you know, you're an empath and because of that, you don't know how to not absorb what's not yours. And so one, Reiki is going to help you do that. So in Reiki, we teach you energetic hygiene, how to keep yourself energetically cleansed, how to keep up your hygiene, how to do dry baths so that you're not um, absorbing other people's energy and how to know when it's yours versus theirs. So I love Reiki. So glad. And I personally think Reiki, I think that if you are a coach that is working on mindset and is working with, I mean, all coaches work with mindset, but if you are deeply attracted to helping women heal and you see yourself as a healer, if you're not doing Reiki on yourself, you're leaving a lot of, I don't want to say potential, but you're leaving a lot on the table because connecting with like cleansing yourself and holding that energetic space for yourself then deepens your capacity to be able to hold that same space for your clients. On top of that, you got to know how to cleanse yourself. You got to know how to protect yourself and keep your boundaries like very, very strong. So you're not absorbing any of that. I used to, (laughs) I remember before I became certified in Reiki, I'd be so exhausted after the end of my client calls because I literally had like secondhand emotion the whole time through coaching them. (laughs) It was like, even though I'm not the person feeling the sadness at the very end, I'd be like, oh my God, like I'm so sad for them. And that's not a healthy place to coach from, nor is it a powerful place to coach from. On top of that, learning how to regulate your emotions is then going to help you keep a more regulated nervous system, which is very, very, very important as an entrepreneur because every next level of leadership that you go into is going to require you to be able to regulate yourself at that nervous system. Like for instance, say right now you are talking to an audience of, I don't know, 50 or 100 on your Instagram, but you desire to have 10,000 followers, can your nervous system be regulated at having 10,000 people seeing you, 10,000 people judging you, 10,000 people critiquing you, 10,000 people complimenting you? That was a big one for me. I remember when I could not receive the standing ovation from my clients. My therapist had a field day with me on this one of being able to receive that love of, wow, I've really helped someone. Because if you aren't able to receive that love, then you're going to continuously sabotage your business or you're going to continuously think that you're not good enough, even though you have all this external validation happening, or you get hooked on that. 
And you need that external validation to keep moving forward. You need to hear it from other people to know that it's worth it instead of trusting your own voice and your own inner guidance. So the heart healing is huge. <laughs> and I attribute a lot of my emotional intelligence as well as my regulated nervous system to Reiki. And then actually here, I'm going to add this side note, it's breath work. I currently do not certify uh, coaches and practitioners in breath work. If you want, I do utilize it as a modality in my own personal one-on-one -on -one coaching. We do lots of breath work. But if you would like to get certified as a breath work practitioner, I would highly recommend my coach from last year. Her name is Hella Weston. Her and her partner, Lucas Mack, I think that's his name. Lucas definitely is his name. They are from Australia and they have an incredible breathwork practice and now they are facilitating practitioners. So if I can find the link, I'll put it down in the show notes for you guys, but just go on Instagram and type in Hella Weston and you'll find her. Love, love, love her. But breath work is another way to help release stored trauma stuck in the body, stored energy, stored emotions. And it is a fantastic way because what happens when you're doing holotropic breathing is that you're, you're able to tap into your primal brain, your prefrontal cortex like switches off. I don't know the scientific terms, so don't come at me if I'm not saying everything correctly. But from what I know, you are able to tap into your primal brain, which is where all your repressed memories and emotions are stored, and you're able to tap into anything that has been repressed and wants to be released. And what I do know about the subconscious mind is it will bring forth memories and emotions that need to be healed when you're ready. Every single time I do breath work, I'm like crying about something. <laughs> Or, you know, something comes up and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know that needed to be acknowledged or healed. And a lot of times for me, what happens is I get something called tetany. I think it's called tetany, tetani. And this is when your hands cramp and when they kind of look like lobster claws. And that is repressed energy in your body being released. It is wild. And I've talked about my very first breathwork ceremony before. Um, at my first retreat, I went to life-changing, totally all about it. Love it so much. And I wanted to do it at my last retreat, and I'll tell you all about the retreat in another episode, but timing and the energy of the room, like, wasn't appropriate for breath work. And so we did something else, which was, like, even more healing. So it all worked out perfectly. But this, like, healing on this level and healing the emotions and the repressed emotions and generational trauma is huge. So big. Okay. Last but not least is energy. And oh my God, I love this one. And I've thought about just kind of lumping heart and energy together. I might. And when we talk about energy healing, yes, we're talking about Reiki because that is the modality that we use. And we're talking about balancing the feminine and the masculine through my own proprietary method of balancing the feminine and the masculine which I'm very excited to teach you. That'll be its own episode. But the feminine and the masculine are like yin and yang. And a lot of times it's not – a lot of people misconstrue this as like, oh, if, if I'm doing nothing, it's feminine. And if I'm doing a lot, it's masculine. Like that's not the case at all. It's about the energy in which you're doing something. The wounded feminine, this energy looks like feeling very needy, codependent, inauthentic, over-emotional, and victim-minded. 
The wounded masculine is going to be the energy of being very competitive, like too competitive, of feeling very unstable, avoidant, and also like controlling and aggressive. Whereas the divine feminine, so when we're tapped into the divine feminine energy, so this is the balanced feminine, she's intuitive, she's vulnerable, she's authentic, she's effortless, she's flow. Surrender is a big, a big one for me when it comes to feminine energy. Like when I surrender into the moment instead of trying to make that moment be more than what it is, the divine masculine is deeply present. It's non judgmental. It's humble, protective, secure, stable, honest, accountable. So a lot of people think that, or, you know, for me myself, when I first realize like, oh my God, like I'm only operating from masculine, but not only that, like I'm operating 100% from wounded masculine. I thought masculine was bad. I was like, oh, I just want to be feminine. But the integration, like feminine leadership isn't about the lack of masculine energy. It's the integration of it. First, you want to identify whether you're operating from the wounded feminine or the wounded masculine. And that's pretty... Like you can figure that out. Like that that's pretty from what I told you. And I'm going to make a post on Instagram so you can see the diagram I'm looking at. It's like feminine on the right, masculine on the, on the left, you, or vice versa. Like you can tell which one you're operating from. So when you're feeling unbalanced and you are operating from the wounded masculine, you're going to ask yourself, do I need more alignment, authenticity, or abundance? And if you need any of those three, that means you have to tap into the feminine. Or you can ask yourself, do I need clarity, confidence, or consistency? And if it's that, then you'll tap into the divine masculine to balance yourself. So for example, say you're feeling, say you're feeling very like competitive and like abusive towards yourself, where you're like, I need to like like, I really want to build this business. Like, I, I just need to do more, do more, do more. Like, what am I not doing that is impacting my success? Then we know that's wounded masculine. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, what do I need? Do I need alignment, authenticity, or abundance? And then you're like, ooh, I think I need abundance. I think I'm in this scarcity mindset of thinking that my business isn't going to happen or it's not going to work for me or I'm not good enough or like everyone else around me is successful and it works for everyone, but it doesn't work for me. And so I need to have a more abundance mindset. Or maybe you're out of alignment. Maybe you need to re-dive into your message, your niche, who you help, your clients. And now let's do an example on the other half. So say you're operating from the wounded feminine and you're feeling very like inauthentic or you're feeling like my favorite example is like you're feeling very over emotional and it's like you want to take action, but you're not taking action and you keep like overthinking everything. So then you got to go to the masculine and say, okay, do I need clarity, confidence or consistency? And then you're like, ooh, okay, like I actually need clarity because I don't even know, like I haven't even decided who I'm talking to, which is then causing me to overthink because I want to talk to everyone, right? I love this. So I created this based on this the last couple of years that I've been working with feminine and masculine energy of coaching clients on helping them balance. So I'm really excited to bring that to you and to do like a legit full episode on it. And here's what I know about balancing our feminine and masculine energy. 
you always need the opposite. So if you're in a wounded feminine, a lot of people are like, oh, okay, well, let me tap into the divine feminine. Actually, no, you need the divine masculine. Or if you are on wounded masculine, a lot of people are like, okay, like, okay, what else can I do then that will be divine masculine? No, you actually need to tap into divine feminine. So if you are being competitive or abusive to yourself, you need to tap into your vulnerability and your flow. Does that make sense? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. That is it for this episode. It feels so good to be back into your ear. I don't even know how long this episode is. So if you made it to the end, I see you. I'm grateful for you. I love you. It's so good to be back in your ear and welcome back into my world. I'm so excited. Um, So that's it from me this week. Just a reminder to go down to the show notes to get access to our next inner child healing retreat, which is going to be in May, our next NLP practitioner event to get on the wait list for the next practitioner. We're sitting on dates. It's either going to be in April or June. So get on the wait list for that. And I'll see you on Instagram. And if you have any feedback about the pillars, or if you just have a win you want to share from the couple months that I haven't been in your energy, I'd love to hear from you. So you can either email me or send me a DM on Instagram. And that's it from me. I'll see you guys here same next week, same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self. Bye for now.